Good morning, Maranatha. It's time for Sunday Morning Alive. Right here on our website, I am Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and I want to thank every one of you that follow us on the web, online. However you uh, come to this website, we are grateful that you have found a way to meet with us as we gather around the Word of God. This Thanksgiving season, when it would be so easy because of the disruption of the pandemic and the distractions in our life to forget uh, the benefits and blessings that we possess, even in this time of crisis and this time of turmoil, uh, to give thanks unto the Lord. We're coming up on Thanksgiving Day, a day that had been set aside in our nation to show gratitude to God for all of his blessings to us. Now, there's a lot of ingratitude that has been expressed, and we see it when people are are are, are ungrateful for all the people that have shed their blood uh, in order for us to have the freedoms and the blessings and the prosperity that we have enjoyed for so many years in this nation. Uh, and uh, there are people who have forgotten uh, to give God the glory for who he is and what he's done. You know, they would like to get in God we trust off of our uh, coins and off of our money. Uh, they don't want the mention of God anymore. And right in the midst of, of failing to recognize God and revere him uh, is right, in, right up on the top shelf of sins is ingratitude. And it opens the door for a myriad of other sins. That's why the scripture I'm going to bring you may not be the one that you're most familiar with when we're talking about maintaining and sustaining an attitude of gratitude. That's why I want to talk to you today about the value and the virtue of gratitude. Amen. Amen. Listen, Romans chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. By the way, people are also forgetting when they disrespect our flag, all of the people that have died for that flag or for their country and for all of us that we we might even have the right to speak against it burn it stomp on it people may have the the legal right uh in under our our laws here in America but they don't have the right before God and they don't have the moral ethical right to do that it is a disrespect to every young man young woman whose blood was shed through through the wars that have been fought and are being fought to see that we have the freedoms and the blessings that we enjoy every single day. At the root of all of this is ingratitude. It is unthankfulness. Listen to it out of Romans 21, chapter 1, verse 21 and 22. It says, Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful. Look at that. Right in the same category, in the same sentence as it's carried through. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. 
You see, dear friend, today, ingratitude, unthankfulness is a serious sin that leads to a darkened heart and spiritual blindness. Warren Wearsby, a great scholar of Scripture, says it this way. He said, I felt for a long time that one of the particular temptations, even of the maturing Christian, is the danger of getting accustomed to our blessings. Like the world traveler who's been everywhere and seen everything, the maturing Christian is in danger of taking his or her blessings for granted and getting so accustomed to them that they fail to excite him as they once did. They do not stimulate, you see, what he's saying. They don't stimulate gratitude as they once did. Emerson said if the stars came out only once a year, everybody would stay up all night to behold them. We've seen the stars so often we don't even bother to look at them anymore. We've grown accustomed to our blessings. The Israelites in the wilderness got accustomed to their blessings, and God had to chasten the people. And it's all recorded in Numbers chapter 11. God had fed the nation with heavenly manna each morning, and yet the people were getting tired of it. And they said in verse 6 of Numbers 11, But now our whole being is dried up. They said, There is nothing at all except this manna before our eyes. (laughs) Can you imagine that? Nothing but manna? They were experiencing a miracle of God's provision every morning. Yet they were no longer grateful for it. Nothing but manna. One of the evidence that we've grown accustomed to blessings is the spirit of criticism and complaining. Somebody said, oh, me out there, I heard you say, I wish we could all say amen that that we recognize this. But it is a very subtle and subversive sin that can enter the heart of, of a child of God that's been walking with the Lord for years. And probably one of the one of the dangers of walking with the Lord for years is losing the first love that was stimulated by continuing to show gratitude for what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. Hearing, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son and taking it, that is just a given, that it doesn't hold that place that stimulates that gratitude and that, that reciprocal love, that loving Him back for loving us so much. Can you imagine what they were saying when they said this manna. Our soul loves this manna. (laughs) Loathes, rather, this manna. Amen. Listen, instead of thanking God for what we have, sometimes we complain and tell Him we wish we had something else. It could be someone else. You can be sure that if God did give us, if He gave us everything we wanted, and there are doctrines out there that if you just, if you just hone your faith to such a, a, a very high level that you can have what you say, you can get anything you want. Listen, if God gave us everything we wanted, amen, we would eventually complain about that. The person who's got accustomed to his blessings can never, ever be satisfied. Can you imagine having four or five airplanes and, and, and being dissatisfied? 
satisfied and and justifying wanting another one that cost sixty four million dollars. I, I mean, it just what what's what would it take? What would it take? To satisfy someone that drives a, a Rolls Royce on Sunday and a Bentley on Monday and going on down the line for each day of the week. What, what would it take to satisfy someone? You see, the value to God is unmistakable. This attitude of gratitude. Remember, remember when Jesus healed ten lepers and one of them out of the ten came back to give him Thanks. And how did God look at this? How does God see this attitude of ungratefulness, this discontent with, with all that He's given us after He's given us His only begotten Son to die for us on the cross? Amen. Having food and raiment, we are told to be content. Amen. Because we have Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. The greatest gift of all. And having Jesus as our sovereign and our savior and our sacrifice lamb and food and raiment. Let us therewith be content for we brought nothing into this world. We surely can't take anything out of this world. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Amen. Hallelujah. See, the evidence uh, of of this malady of discontent because of ingratitude uh, is, is, the, is seen clearly in Numbers 11. If you want to take the time to read it for your homework, the Israelites remembered their diet in Egypt and longed to return to the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. They were saying, Quote, the people in Egypt are so much better off than we are. Obviously, they had forgotten the slavery they had endured in Egypt and the terrible bondage from which God had delivered them. Slavery is a high price to pay for a change in diet. Friend of mine, sometimes it takes a crisis like we are in right here and right now to remind us of the blessings that many times have been taken for granted. Won't it be a wonderful day when we can walk into a, a, a grocery store or, or a dry goods store or a hardware store and not have to put on a mask because of this pandemic that we are in? Won't it be a wonderful day when we can fill a church building wall to wall and everybody sing with all of our might the high praises of God? Won't it be great when we can assemble without mask and without social distancing and and many many people are told don't even sing you know because that's that, that is projecting the 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 air your your voice is projecting all kinds of mist into the air that could be laden with some kind of virus all oh, friend of mine we won't take that for granted, will we? You see, blessings that are consistently given over time can be taken for granted. And we can not only, not only lose our gratitude for them, but our first love for Him who granted them. That is the danger of ingratitude. Amen. I love, I love to think about the day and I long for the day 
that people will see coming to church and praising and worshiping God together as a privilege and not a responsibility, and that we will make that a priority in our life, and we will assemble to give Him thanks and to show Him gratitude. Jesus said, were not ten lepers healed, where are the other Nine. That's a legitimate question for God to ask. God desires us to show gratitude. And when we do, oh my, li- listen, listen, it's, it's like a caveat, but it is so important. It is a stipulation that, that it is important when we read a scripture like this in everything with prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God, caveat, with thanksgiving. You see, you don't wait till He supplies the need. You don't wait until He answers the prayer. You don't wait until deliverance comes. You thank Him that He has promised to do all these things and He has made it possible for us to come before His throne and make our petition known and call Him our Father, which are which art in heaven, and to come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of any need, to start our prayer unto him with thanksgiving for him and to him for all the blessings and the promise to hear us and answer in everything with prayer and supplication. Let your request be made unto God with thanksgiving and the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We need to always be looking for those things in our life that that stimulate gratitude to God for his unspeakable gift of Jesus Christ. That's what the gift of Jesus is called in Scripture. Thank God for the unspeakable gift. And then when you open the gift, the Bible speaks of the unsearchable riches of Christ. We don't compare ourselves to the, the mogul in Hollywood and the, and the stockbroker on Wall Street and the mansions and even some of the preachers of today uh, that live in an opulence beyond in most of us wildest dreams. Amen. Listen, the scripture said, he hath said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you that we might boldly say the Lord is our helper. I will not fear what man can do unto me. Hebrews 13, 5, I believe. And then it goes on to talk about when we have Christ and all of the unsearchable riches and we have this unspeakable gift of salvation coming through such sacrifice to show God's love toward us. Having Christ and food and raiment, we do not compete. We do not compare with anyone else. We find contentment. Glory be to God for godliness with 
contentment is great gain. Literally, I paraphrase that to say godliness with contentment is true riches. Of standing in a line in a public supermarket here in, in our uh, little town where I live near Tampa. And I was looking at the magazines talking about all of these famous, beautiful, rich, talented people out in Hollywood and all of the trouble that they are in and all of the, all of the discontent and, and, and all of the problems and pressures that they are under, the alcoholism, the drug abuse, the, the, the constant looking for love in all the wrong places and through all the wrong people. Oh, friend of mine, I, I, I was just, I was just thanking the Lord that I'm not part of that kind of rich and famous people because they're not rich toward God. They can't buy peace at any price. And I have the gift of peace. Hallelujah. Part of my relationship with and to God because of what Jesus has done for me on the cross. Amen. I'm telling you, as a child of God today, if we're going to sustain the first love, that sweetheart love that we once had for God and need for God, amen, we need to, re- we need to maintain an attitude of gratitude for what God has given us when He gave us His Son and for what Christ has given us when He stayed on that cross to pay our sin debt. If you have this unspeakable gift and you have the unsearchable riches that it represents, hallelujah, and you have food and you have raiment, therewith be content. See, this is the true riches for godliness with contentment is great gain. Amen. I drive a Chevy. I don't drive a Rolls Royce. If someone gives me a Rolls Royce, I'll drive that bad boy. Amen. No, I, I don't think I could, to be honest with you, because that doesn't represent my value system. I'd, t- I'd sell it and buy me a, a brand new pickup truck. Amen. I, I, I live in a little town where almost everybody has a pickup truck. Amen. <laughs> Listen. Listen, I wouldn't park. Where would I, where would I park? Where would I park? And why would I need this, this symbol of success in the world's value system when, when Christ's kingdom is not of this world? Hallelujah. My king has no value on that. Glory be to God. He came into Jerusalem uh, as a rebuke to what the world holds in the highest esteem. (laughs) You know what he chose to ride into Jerusalem? I'm not talking about riding no rattle trap car I, that that's somehow a virtue that's going to make you more holy i'm just saying where christ was born in a manger <laughs> represented a rebuke to the culture and what people place a value on in this world and the world's value system. Listen, the, the value system of the Christian and the church, the true church should not match and be identical to the value system of the world. We should not have a worldview. We, as the world has it, we should have a kingdom view. Hallelujah. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It is not just for the fulfillment or even the need of our flesh, but it is righteousness. 
What price can we put on being reconciled to God? On avoiding the, the, the damnation that is going to come, the wrath of God, the, the, the lake of fire, be, through a sacrifice on the cross, Jesus, our Lamb of God. What price can we put upon that? What could we compare? What could this world offer us that in any way would eclipse the glory of what we have in Jesus Christ today? Oh, how I love Jesus because he first loved me. Praise God. This is the, this is so valuable to God when he sees thanksgiving and it's so valuable to us because we find what the world can't find and is always looking for. We find contentment and we, we're thankful for the things that everyone else just takes for granted day in and day out. I heard a story from a, a rabbi in Budapest. A man goes to the rabbi and complains, Life is unbearable. There are nine of us living in one room. What can I do? The rabbi answers, Take your goat into the room with you. The man is incredulous, but the rabbi insists, Do as I say and come back in a week. A week later, the man comes back looking more distraught than before. We can't stand it anymore, he tells the rabbi. The goat is filthy, and the whole place stinks of that filthy goat. The rabbi then tells him, go home and let the goat out, and come back in a week. A radiant man returns to the rabbi a week later, exclaiming, life is so beautiful. We enjoy every minute minute of it every day now that there's no goat only nine of us you see sometimes it takes something to remind us how blessed we are when we get this attitude of ingratitude and we become discontent with that that we should be thankful for in second timothy 3 1 there's a list of attitudes that characterize the culture in the last days Listen to it. It says this, no, 2 Timothy 3, verse 1, and reading on down. This know that in the last days perilous times will come. For men shall be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Listen, highlight this. I have it highlighted, underlined, and underscored in my Bible. Unthankful. Right in the midst of these sins of the flesh is ingratitude, unthankful, unholy, therefore, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, incontinent, amen. That means without, uh, in this context, it, it means without sexual control, just, just, out of control in that particular area. Fierce despisers of those that are good, 
you might as well underscore that because if you have a biblical worldview today and you stand firm to the teaching of scripture there are going to be people that hate you for no other reason than that you embrace amen the clear teachings of the word of God the clear example of Jesus Christ verse 4 said there will be traitors heady high minded lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. You see, we're not supposed to blend with the world. Amen. We're not supposed to become unthankful and therefore unholy. We're supposed to march to the beat of a different drummer. Amen. Verse 5 in the Amplified New Testament says, For although they hold a form of piety, you see there are people that go to church and that still maintain a worldview. They go to church. They embrace some religious system. Amen. But listen, but they still live with an irreverent heart toward God. And they embrace and even vote in elections for that that God has clearly said is a, is a very, very odious sin to him. That that he says is a stench in his nostrils. And we can't keep doing that and claim to be followers of Jesus. We can't keep doing that. I'm not trying to get political. I'm trying to get personal here. Amen. You can't, you can't, you can't espouse abortion. You can't espouse homosexuality. You can't espouse these things. Amen. And name the name of Jesus and embrace the Bible as your, as the basis of your moral code and your, your view. Uh, it, listen, if we, if we, if we continue down this road, we're going to bring more chastisement upon this nation. Judgment doesn't begin, amen, in, in, in the, the house of, uh, house of, of ill repute, as, as Papa said, amen. It doesn't begin at the casinos. It doesn't begin at the brothels. It doesn't begin, amen, in, in the, in the party crowd. It begins at the house of God. And because judgment begins at the house of God, that's also where intercession should begin. Amen. If my people, which are called by my name, hallelujah, would humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked way, I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. It's time we had a revival of gratitude in the church of Jesus Christ to where we come in the door ready with a heart of gratitude ready to give thanks unto the Lord amen and to bring honor and glory to his name and not just to give thanks but to live thanks as Christians we're to live our lives in sharp contrast to the world by worshiping and serving our God with hearts of true gratitude. Look at Psalm 100 as we close this morning. It says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. 
Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates. Here's the attitude as we approach God that causes those gates to open wide to give us audience. Amen. Enter to His gates with thanksgiving. Now we're moving closer to Him and enter His courts with praise. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. We begin to voice our gratitude with praise and worship. And then the next it says, Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. What did David say? Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Listen to verse 5. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. That means right down to you and I today. Praise God. Listen, if godliness with contentment is great gain, we need to go back with an honest search for the things that we are discontented with. Amen. We need to look around us. First time I went to Haiti to minister years and years and years ago. When I got back on the plane, I had seen such poverty. I'd seen children starving literally to death. I'd seen the ravages, ravaging, the ravaging diseases that poverty brings and, and uh, the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere is Haiti. And when I got back on the plane and they brought me that little meal they serve in route or that snack, whatever it was that most people complain about, I was so grateful and I felt so bad about eating when others didn't have to eat (laughs) that I couldn't hardly eat. I just bowed my head and said, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I visited an orphanage near Port-au-Prince. And when we went out to the orphanage, there were a hundred bush kids that had been bush babies, they called them, when people couldn't feed their child and watching it lose weight and threaten to die. They would bring it to the little mission home that we supported and, and just drop it on the step and walk away with their heart broken walk away because they knew if they tried to hold on to the child of of the of their womb if it was a mother and a child they love if it was a daddy that the child would surely die because they couldn't even feed themselves oh friend and to see those kids filled with such gratitude and they begin to sing the praises of God and tears just streamed down my cheeks when I saw their love for God and their gratitude. And they were thanking us for what little bit as a very small church that we could do to help them. They knew, amen, that, that, that they were so blessed to have food and to have raiment. And then to not only have that, but to be taught the gospel and have Christ as their Savior and God as their Father. Hallelujah. I heard, I learned a term, Benisuela de Nel. I didn't know what they were saying, but they were just so enthusiastic. Benisuela de Nel. Benisuela de Nel. In French Creole. And it means, praise ye the Lord. 
Hallelujah. And I learned to say that. I want to say it in every circumstance of life. In everything, give thanks. No matter what happens, God is still in control and God is still on the throne and Jesus has been to the cross in our behalf and gave us a personal promise. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will go with you all the way, even unto the end of the age. So make a joyful noise unto the Lord today. Give Him praise. Hallelujah. Pray for the needs of your life to be met, but pray with gratitude overflowing in your heart to God because you couldn't even approach Him if Jesus hadn't paid the price on the cross for you and for me. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you and me today. Hallelujah. Boy, there's a lot of things in the Bible where we're not clear, and a lot of things in our life we're not clear about what the will of the Lord is. We we need the Holy Spirit to help us and the Holy Scriptures and a yielded spirit to discover it. But one thing is for sure, gratitude is always the will of God. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. In Christ Jesus, concerning you and concerning me. I want you to say something. I want to teach you some French Creole. And I pray that this will get down in your spirit today. Say it with me today. They're saying that in, in orphanages and Christians are saying it in the poorest, poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. But if they have Jesus and a, and a little bit of roof over their head, even if it's cardboard or, or the old tin stuff out of the dump, they still say, Say it with me today. Benisuela de Nail. Come on. I know there's people out here that can say that. Benisuela de Nail. Benisuela de Nail. Amen. We sold our church building. We're in between right now. And, 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 and the, the man that, that came, a precious black man came to represent Hillsborough County who was purchasing the property for the Veterans Administration and, and to, to, and to expand it. And, and he came and I recognized, uh, uh, as he spoke, beautiful, very intelligent, educated man, beautiful English, but a little bit of a of a accent and I looked at him and I said are you from the islands and he said yes I am I said are you from Haiti he said yes I am I said Venezuela de Nel and he said Venezuela de Nel as his eyes sparkled because we both knew I'm saying praise ye the Lord thank you God Thank you, Jesus. Enter into his courts, his gates with thanksgiving, in his courts with praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, friend of mine, this thanksgiving, let it be a Venezuela de Nail. Thanksgiving. In the midst of this pandemic, God is on the throne. Jesus has been to the cross in our behalf. And the promise is sure. Amen. 
to you and I as a Christian, as a believer, that everything is going to work together for good. Hallelujah to them that love the Lord and are the called according to His purpose. So today, as we celebrate all the blessings of the Lord in our life, let us praise Him most of all for His great love that gave us His Son and for His great gracious Son who laid down His life as a sacrifice lamb. And having food and raiment, let us be thankful in Jesus' holy name. And if you don't know Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior today, then it would be very easy for the enemy of your soul because of not recognizing God in His goodness and becoming unthankful. It would be easy for you to be blinded of the blessing of the offer of salvation. And I pray that the scales will fall from your eyes today and you will turn to God and you will run to Jesus. You'll fall at the foot of the cross and you will repent of your sin and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you'll say thank you with your life for the rest of your life here and for eternal life there with Him forever when this life is over. And that for the first time in your life you will find contentment which is a peace that passes all understanding. Because you have peace with God, you can experience the peace of God right here, right now, right where you are. Hallelujah. We love you today. God bless you this Thanksgiving season. Beni Swala Denel forever. <laughs>